but just starts talking about, you know, eating that flesh and drinking that blood. And you can almost just imagine the people around him kind of going, what's, what's he talking about? You know, we need to get this guy a speechwriter. Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, broadcasting from my home here in my office in Fort Worth, Texas, as me and my family are trying to stay in during the COVID-19 outbreak. And today, I've got the real privilege of talking with David Wilson. David is our area director in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I will say this, I think really Dave had the privilege of working with me for the last seven (laughs) years in Nashville. Isn't that right, Dave? Is that how you see it? That's how I see it. Uh (laughs) No, we had a lot of fun. Uh, uh, So we we did uh, search together in Nashville for about the last seven years. And then, Dave, I had to move to Fort Worth to become a suit at the home office. So don't hold it (laughs) against me. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) thank you for taking the time to to join me. And for our listeners, I got to brag on Dave in all seriousness for just a second. You got to know this is a this is a cool guy. Um, Went to uh, University of Southern California, Berkeley, California, Berkeley. Which one? That's right. Cal Berkeley. Yeah, not not Southern Cal. I don't think that's a real school, Southern Cal. <laughs> I always get you with that. Okay. And and went there on a swimming scholarship. And then Dave went in 1984 to the Olympics in Los Angeles and won a gold and silver medal in swimming, which is pretty rare. Uh, not many people get to do that, Dave, in all seriousness. Super, super cool. And then Dave spent 25 years in commercial real estate in Dallas, Atlanta, and Nashville before joining our staff about eight years ago, around the same time that I did. So, Dave, just thank you for joining us. Uh, Nashville has been hit pretty hard recently with a couple things, so I want to start there. Just a few weeks ago, you guys had some just unbelievable tornadoes that blew through the city and then kept going into the surrounding areas. Then, of course, in just the last week, the entire world's been turned upside down by this coronavirus. And so I just want to know right now, what is life like in Nashville? Yeah, it's really, it really has been a kind of a one-two punch here. And what was amazing to see with the city was the response after the tornadoes. And, and t- to your point, it was the tornado was a 50 mile stretch that went just straight uh, west to east, just straight across the city and caused a lot of damage. I think the death toll was 25 or 26, but the damage was just unbelievable. Just entire buildings, warehouses, schools, just demolished, not even repairable, just gone. Um, but the response of the city was really amazing to the point where the, the night, the night um, after the tornadoes hit, all the local news were, were begging people to stay home because it was still too dangerous. People were just showing up with chainsaws and trucks and get, wanting to help. And, um, and then the news was telling people, hey, there's still live wires hanging down electric lines we got to get those cut off before people can get out there and help and so stay home but the response has been amazing and then on top of this to your point you've got this flu i mean this uh, virus going around that has really forced everybody to stay inside so my heart's been heavy just wondering about these folks who are 
homeless. And, and now those who were going out and helping clear their property and get their house somewhat back in order or help them find food or whatever. Um, now there's a shortage of food. There's a shortage of people who, who are, are able or even being advised to go out and help. So it's, it's really um, Nashville's in a strange, strange spot right now, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's unlike anything that we've we've been through. And you know, you bring up something that I've been thinking about, which is for the most vulnerable people in our society right now. That's that that's those are the ones who really have struggles immediately. I know you mentioned homeless from the tornadoes, but just the homeless population in our oh, cities, yeah. and they're so worried about uh, the virus and and that community catching it. And of course, those who are working hourly jobs and with the businesses being closed, just the effect that that this is going to have, uh, we are hoping and praying that it ends very soon. But for those people who are who are struggling already or, or who are in a difficult spot, it's, it's not good. And so one of the points of this podcast, Dave, is we want to encourage everybody, uh, the folks I just mentioned, anybody uh, in this time, because I think no matter who we are and where we are in life and what's going on, this is, this is rattling all of us a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And so I know you've thought through a little passage from the Bible that you'd like us to consider. It's something we're doing here. And as I've been saying, if you believe the Bible, this is awesome. This is great. You'll appreciate this. If you don't, hey, it's something to consider in this moment where mm-hmm. where a lot of things are uncertain. And uh, maybe it's been a long time since you cracked the book, or maybe you never have. But we think there's some very relevant points for us. So Dave, I just want to turn it over to you and ask you to share a couple of thoughts with us. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just tell you a little bit uh, kind of the, what got me thinking about this was I was listening to the radio and, and, uh, um, our, uh, governor here in Tennessee was giving a speech about what the state's doing and, and, um, um, being on the lookout for, people in need and uh because a lot of these folks that you were just referencing blaine they depend on people donating food and donating clothes and donating and and a lot of that's going to get curtailed during this time and and uh, and so he was just talking about that and how we need to really be looking out for each other and taking care of each other and and um and at the end he just talked about you know that we need to be praying and um and then i was listening to to a, a, a a uh mayor from another city and another state just talking very differently, just kind of saying, you know, Hey, where's the help? And we need this and we need that. And and it just kind of got me thinking about those two different viewpoints and perspectives. And it got me thinking about it in, in John six. And so Jesus, it's kind of funny to, to read some of this stuff, but he, he, in John six fifty three, he starts talking about just kind of weird stuff. To be honest with you, he talk, starts talking. To, so he starts uh, sounding like you. Yeah, a little bit like me. And um, but he just starts <laughs> talking about you know eating my flesh and drinking my blood, and you can almost just imagine the people around him kind of going, "What's what's he talking about?" You know, we need to get this guy a speechwriter. And um, and and he walks back over to his disciples, and and, and they basically are saying, you know, what what was that? And uh, 
And they start noticing that some of the people in the crowd are, are leaving because this just doesn't make any sense. He sounds like a madman. And, and Jesus asks his, his um, followers right there, you know, hey, are you going to leave too? Um, and, and one of the guys there, Peter, who's one of his closest, just looks at him and says, you know, where else are we going to go? Um, you know, he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you're the Holy one of God. And as I was thinking about kind of what we're looking at, you know, we all get our, you know, we're all getting our, um, investment statements and they all have, you know, all the numbers have dashes before them. And I didn't, you know, I remember from grad school, dash was bad before a number. That means it's going down and we can really get ourselves kind of twisted up. But but at some point, we got to stop and go, you know, where it's what are we going to put our hope in? And and I think that's kind of the question that he was asking is that, you know, are you going to leave, too? Are you going to freak out, too? Are you going to get distracted, too? And and Peter just rightly says, what are our options? What are we going to do? You know, and um, and I think for what I've been trying to focus on in, in this time is just really. Lord, give me my person. Lord, just give me more of your perspective. I don't know exactly what that is, to be honest with you, but I know it's better than my perspective of just looking and seeing seeing statements and looking at the news and hearing all the bad news and freaking out and feeling myself just kind of get anxious inside. And so it's really my prayers been, Lord, just you promise us peace that's different than the world's peace. And right now the world doesn't have a whole lot of peace because this is really worldwide. It's really interesting. It's not just a local tornado it's now a worldwide virus and and so that's been that's been where i've been trying to lean into and gain some comfort is just god you're in charge i need more of your perspective more of your peace because if i look around at circumstances i'm gonna freak out and dave what would you say to somebody who might be listening to this podcast who's questioning god maybe this moment, this crisis has brought them to a place where they're listening to something even like this just for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time. And they're wondering, okay, this is all well and good, Dave, that Jesus said these fantastic things. Right. But what difference does it make? What what could God do if there is a God? Why should I care? What would you yeah. tell them? Well, that's a, you know, Blaine, that's the tough, that's a very tough question. And it's a very relevant and real question. And in the midst of pain and hurt, there's no quippy little answer. And, um, but if we, if we can look at it again, from God's perspective, God promises us that, Hey, we're going to live through, you know, hell on earth, but I'm still God. And I'm still the, I'm still the one that, offers hope. And I think in times like this, we really see that. We really see, hey, my bank account or my job or my whatever health is is not the is not where I should put all my hope. Because that can easily, just by some fluky little goofy virus that people don't know much about, just rock our world. And so I I would tell people, hey listen, it's it's kind of like Peter said, what what else are we going to put our hope in? And so the question is I don't think God's doing this. So, um, you know, someone's saying, well, God's doing this. So, you know, he'll get more attention. I I don't, that's not it at all. God's not doing this. Well, God doesn't do anything evil or bad. God's only good. Right, right. 
and David just reminds me of of some of the the promises that are available to people who trust in uh, what Jesus has done for us. I mean, God has said He'll take care of us. He'll provide for our needs. Jesus said very famously in the Sermon on the Mount that, you know, don't be anxious for food and clothing and these basic things of life. Don't you know that I know you need those? And and yeah. don't you think I care? You're you're way more important than some of the animals. And look, I take care of them every day, and they don't even go to work. And, yeah, and 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 he not to interrupt Blaine, but but he uh, one of my favorites is, and he really he tells us he told us two thousand years ago, cr- crazy stuff was going to happen in the world. And in 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 uh, Last Supper, when he's talking to his guys, and of course they didn't know it's the Last Supper. It's not like they received an invitation that says, "Please come to the Last Supper." But so in John sixteen thirty three. He said, he said he he's talking to them and they don't really get it all and he's telling them he's going to leave and but at the end he says I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world so he tells us up front and he's you know thank goodness it's I have it's past tense it's not I think I've got a plan or I think I can figure this out it's I have overcome the world and the peace is going to be in me, not in this world. And that's what I just hope more and more people see and realize during this time. And there's really no better – unfortunately, there's no better time to see this when, when there's just complete chaos going on. It's just one of those great points that you bring up, Dave, which is that the the world – I don't know. If somebody hasn't read the Bible recently, if they're listening to this, I, I would almost go, go, go read this thing. It is – it's a fascinating book. It is not a whitewashed, uh, cookie-cutter, pretty little story. If if you do think it is, it's the opposite of that. It is it is a really crazy story, and it warts and all. And one of the yeah. things about it is, is it, it presents the world as it really is, which is really messed up. I mean, there's parts mm-hmm. of the Old Testament you don't want your kids to read they're, until they're a certain age. I mean, it's just— but it's the way things are, and 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 the the world is 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 messed up. And any worldview, any religion, it's got to line up with the way things are. And that's one of the things that's intriguing to me. It always has been about the Bibles that it actually talks about the world the way that it actually is, which is somehow we just know this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And the beauty of the story that's contained in the Bible is that God doesn't say, I don't care. God says, I actually care so much. I became one of you, came to earth, died for all of this junk, rose from the dead. And if you trust that, you can have peace with me now. You can have a relationship with me now. You can be with me for eternity. And by the way, I'm coming back here at some point to fix all this. Yeah, I mean, that's the story in 30 seconds. And so... There's a lot there and a lot more we could say, but lots of reasons for hope and to trust in a God like that. Yes, that's right. No, that's well, very well put. Well, thank you, Dave. It's really one of my great skill sets, as you know. Surprise, surprisingly, but yeah, well put. You must have read that from somebody. <laughs> I stole it from 
<laughs> Google. No. Okay, uh, Dave. Hey, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I really, really do appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes to join me. This has been fun, Blaine. Thanks a lot. It has been, and we'll do it again soon. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the Search in Your City podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>